Hello friends, Michael A. Noble. Information about how to view and listen to my content and support the ministry will be given at the end of this message. Welcome to my preaching series, The Kingdom of God. Today is message number 19. My scripture for today is Luke chapter 17, verses 20 through 21. This is what it says. And when he was demanded of the Pharisees, when the kingdom of God should come, he answered them and said, The kingdom of God cometh not with observation, neither shall they say, Lo here or lo there. For behold, the kingdom of God is in your midst. Amen, amen, and amen. Today's subject, the title of my sermon, is When Will It Come? When will it come? When will the kingdom of God fully come to earth? That was the question Jesus critics asked him in our Bible verses today. Jesus gave them a short answer because they were unbelievers and he knew they just don't get it. A close reading of Luke chapter 17 verse 20 through 21 will show you what I mean. Let me first describe who the Pharisees were. They were dedicated religious Jewish men that copied the Hebrew sacred scriptures and interpreted their meaning to the people. They told the people what God's word said, the Torah, and what it meant. At least that's what they were supposed to do. Their identity and importance in the nation of Israel came from these two primary tasks. Did you know that one of their primary responsibilities was to let the people know when the Messiah arrived? It was their job to identify their messianic king, and they missed him when he came. Why? Because of unbelief. You see, these scribes and theologians called Pharisees in the Bible focused on the letter of the law, and they missed the spirit of the law and what it means. Friends, that's why God reveals his word to his servants in the first place. They could quote scripture out to Gazuza, but they didn't understand any of it. Why? Because they didn't believe. The word wasn't in their heart. So what the Pharisees did is they distorted God's laws to establish their own. They were legalists that used the Torah to control the people, get rich, and stay in power. And they led many people astray. Why is this important? You know why? Because there are Pharisees amongst us today. I've met many in my life, in the church, in leadership, in positions of power, seeking money and wanting to control things. That's how Pharisees are. Satan sends Pharisees everywhere to try and prevent the kingdom of God from being accessible to anyone that will believe. He'll do anything to keep you out the kingdom because he wants to drag you down to hell with him. So these types of religious leaders and phony people are always sent by the devil and his demons and they will be deceivers. They'll try to deceive God's people and discredit the true witness of believers in Jesus Christ. That's what they're all about. Don't be fooled. They're false prophets, cursed, ungodly men and ungodly women wearing religious masks, robes, and looking the part, but they play legal games with the truth. 
they will distort the scriptures to accomplish their ulterior motives. They're like lawyers to try to derail justice with legal technicalities, even if their clients are guilty. You see, in verse 20, Jesus was demanded by these hypocrite Pharisees, when will the kingdom of God come? The word translated demand here is a legal term, and it means to interrogate, to ask questions, to demand answers. So these Pharisees grilled Jesus like he was on the witness stand in their corrupt courts being questioned by unscrupulous religious lawyers under cross-examination. Their whole goal was to discredit him. Why? Because Jesus was a threat. You see, they acted like Jesus had to play their game, had to play by their rules because they thought they was in control. No, they weren't. Not when it comes to the Lord. They tried to intimidate Jesus by falsely judging him in their courts of public opinion through false legal systems they controlled. You see, this is how you'll kind of know what's really going on. The tone when Jesus said that the kingdom of God is not subject to observation. He was saying, your tone tells me what's in your heart. You don't really want to know why the kingdom's coming so you can get in. You got an ulterior motive and Jesus knew it. And friends, you and I need to be aware of these hypocrites and their motives today. Don't be fooled. Followers of Jesus Christ from Jesus' response to these hypocrites tells us three important things about Pharisees and how Satan uses them to do his work in the world. The scriptures help us to pull the wool off of your eyes so you can see the wolf who's trying to kill you, even though they call themselves being religious. Number one, Pharisees rule over the false systems of government and religion in the world for control, money, and power. Pharisees are the types of people who always want to be in charge of stuff in charge of the church, in charge of the home, in charge on the job, in charge in the culture, in charge everywhere. They're power hungry and they only want power so they can get money and control things. They are interested in control, money and power and they'll use the church, they'll use family members, they'll use their jobs, they'll use the culture, anything just to get what they want. So beware. Number two, Pharisees are legalists that twist God's word to make it say what they want. They'll sound good. They'll pepper scripture in there every now and then, but they really won't be true to Bible doctrine. They'll pick and choose what scriptures they want to talk about, but they'll never give you the whole story. So you got to watch it. Don't trust anybody who gives you selected scriptures, but don't tell you the whole thing. Don't trust nobody who only talks about God's love and never talks to you about God's judgment. Don't trust anybody. It's a Pharisee. If they only talk about forgiveness and they don't talk about repentance. Amen. That's who Pharisees are. So watch out. And number three, Pharisees always interrogate true believers. Their tone is always cynical and accusatory, like they cross-examining you. They're trying to beat down your faith. That's what they're trying to do, make you doubt, put some questions in your mind, like Satan did to Eve. They don't want you to trust God at his word, literally. Amen? So, don't fall for it. When you see that happening, you're dealing with a Pharisee.
You see, the Pharisees that ruled over the false systems of government and religion of Israel in the New Testament times want to control money and power, and they want the same things today. They are legalists that twist God's word to say what they want it to say, not what it does say. And they're interrogating demands will always have a legal threat associated with them, like prosecutors trying to break you down on the witness stand so that you'll doubt and abandon the faith in Jesus Christ. That's how Satan used the Pharisees to do his work then, and that's how Satan uses Pharisees to do his work in the world today. So beware, my friends. Amen. Because Jesus knew the legalism of the Pharisees was from Satan to deceive the people and discredit his witness, he didn't play their game. Jesus came to set the captives free. And friends, there is no greater victim than someone who thinks they're following God because they trust in somebody that they think really knows God, really understands the word, but they're a wolf in sheep's clothing. Don't be one of those who's blind, being led by the blind because you're both going to end up in a ditch just like Jesus said. You see, born again believers need to follow Jesus' lead. Don't play the Pharisees' game. Be short in your responses when you're dealing with a Pharisaic hypocrite. Amen? Do what Paul told Timothy and Titus, young ministers during his time, to avoid arguments and babbles and debates. That don't do nothing but pervert everybody who's listening and say, now that's the reason why I'm not religious. Uh-uh, it's a game. Pharisees love to debate because they like to impress people with their knowledge. They know a lot of scriptures, oftentimes, but the word ain't in their heart. And the way you'll know it is by their tone and spirit and the way they live their life. Watch it when you stand for the truth. Pharisees always show their real colors when the light shines on them. The word. You got to know your word. Verses 20 through 21 is worth repeating again. And when he was demanded of the Pharisees when the kingdom of God should come, he answered them and said, The kingdom of God cometh not with observation, nor shall they say, Lo here or lo there. For behold, the kingdom of God is in your midst. These phony preachers cynically asked Jesus, When your kingdom coming? But Jesus told them, They just won't get it. And he knew why. They don't believe unbelief. Jesus told them three things about the kingdom, and it shows us why unbelievers just don't get it. You see, number one, Satan, demons, and wicked people can't stop the kingdom because they'll never see it coming, even though they'll try. Satan is not all-knowing like God, and his children aren't either. Only God knows everything. God don't share with Satan things out of his playbook, and you shouldn't either. Don't give your pearls before swine, and don't give holy things to dog, the Bible says. Friends, too many Christians are so trusting because they wishy-washy, believing in some false Pharisee who know a little bit more scripture than they do, but it's the blind leading the blind. So Satan, demons, wicked people, they can't stop the kingdom, but they'll try to. They'll never see the kingdom coming. They don't have a clue. They just don't get it. 
And that's what Jesus meant when he said, the kingdom of God cometh not with observation. So don't worry about what wicked people do or hypocrites or Pharisees do, even though it looked like they in control and they got power, they got it on lockdown, they getting rich and they controlling everybody. No, they ain't in charge of nothing but their apostate church. The true church of Jesus Christ, true believers, no, we don't fall for their game. You see, this is the only place in the Bible where this Greek word is used by Jesus or anyone else. Observation. And the word itself means to look for something with hostile anticipation. It's a legal term that is used to describe a soldier that's trying to guard against his enemies. So Jesus is not only calling out their true evil intentions when he uses this word about asking about when the kingdom is going to come, but he's also telling them they just won't get it. No matter how hard they try to figure it out for their evil purposes, they'll never be able to figure out how to stomp out Jesus' church because the gates of hell cannot prevail against it. Just like Jesus said, the Pharisees wanted to know when Jesus' kingdom was coming so they could try to kill it, put it out. Stamp it out because they wanted all the power, control, and riches. But by the time Jesus is exalted in the earth, when the kingdoms come, these hypocrites will already be brought down low. Why? Because they'll never see it coming. So don't worry about what they do. Amen. You stay focused on being a witness. Lord, take care of them. Number two. When the kingdom fully appears on earth, the host of hell and the wicked will not even be around to see it. Listen to me now. That's why Jesus said, neither shall they say low here or low there. Think about it. If someone can identify and say, here it is, that means they had to be around when the kingdom come. Unrighteous, unbelieving, hypocrites, Pharisees won't be around when the kingdom comes. Jesus is going to return with his saints. And I think that's the real point here, that the wicked will be destroyed from the earth when Jesus appears at the second coming. The Bible says that at the fierceness of his appearing, they will literally combust from the fire that comes from his eyes. Ain't God good? After the church is raptured, Satan, demons, and the wicked will go through the tribulation period. And then after the tribulation period, they'll be destroyed when Jesus returns with us saints to establish the millennial kingdom and they will be in the earth no more. Amen. They'll be in Hades waiting for their final punishment at the great white throne judgment. When the new Jerusalem comes down from heaven to earth during the millennial age, no unbeliever will be around to see it or experience it. So they won't be able to say, here it is or there it is. For 1,000 years, heaven will be on earth and only the redeemed through faith in Jesus Christ will be around to enjoy it. Amen. So encourage yourself with this truth. Amen. Number three, the closest Pharisees and evil people will ever get to the kingdom of God is the revelation of Jesus Christ. Let me say it again. The closest Pharisees and evil people will ever get to the kingdom of God is the revelation of Jesus Christ. Because they refuse to recognize or accept Jesus as their king because of their unbelief, they'll never get in and they'll never get it. They'll never get it and they'll never get in. That was the Lord's meaning when he said, for behold, the kingdom of God is in your midst. You see, you have no kingdom without a king and Jesus was their king, but they rejected him. 
So he was standing right in front of them, in their midst, and they didn't recognize him, even though that was their job as being a Pharisee. That was their job, to tell the people when the Messiah would come, to tell them what God's word says in the Torah and what it means. But they blew it. They could quote scripture, but they didn't know the God of the scriptures. Amen? They were hypocrites. Jesus is the Son of God, and no man can come to the Father except by him. So in this exclusive sense, the kingdom of God is in your midst wherever Jesus is. And the same is true today. The Lord Jesus is all around us, every day, everywhere. He's right in front of us. He's staring you right in the face right now. Why? Because I'm witnessing to you about Jesus. You see, the kingdom of God is in our midst wherever Jesus is. But unbelievers will refuse to recognize or accept him as their king so they'll miss it. They just don't get it. The Godhead is revealed in nature, so no one will have an excuse for unbelief on judgment day, according to Romans chapter 1, verses 18 through 20. The Holy Spirit, by his ministry, calls men and women in this world to believe in Jesus Christ as God's only Son, according to John chapter 15, verse 26. The church is the body of Christ in the world. So Jesus is standing right in front of you every time you meet a Christian who lets their light shine and shares their witness because Jesus lives in the hearts of his children, believers, according to John chapter 14, verse 20. So you got nature testifying about who God really is through the revelation of Christ. You got the Holy Spirit calling men and women to believe in Jesus Christ as God's only son. And you got the church as God's witness in the world during this church age until Jesus raptures us out because he lives in our hearts. So the kingdom of God is in your midst wherever Jesus is. The revelation of Jesus Christ. I could go on and on and on quoting scriptures from God's word in the Bible that prove that the kingdom of God has always been in the midst of mankind throughout the manifestation of Jesus Christ in the history of the whole world. God always makes sure that every person born into this world of every age has every chance to receive the kingdom in their midst through faith in Jesus Christ. Amen. Now, unfortunately, the closest many people will ever get to the kingdom of God is the fleeting moments they refuse to recognize and accept Jesus as their king when they are witness to or hear the gospel message. Don't be one of those people. Wake up, look up, and believe on Jesus with all your heart while you still can. Hallelujah. When will the kingdom of God fully come to earth? That was the question Jesus' critics asked him in our Bible verses today. But Jesus gave them a short answer because he knew they just don't get it. And we need to follow Jesus' lead in the same way. These type of religious hypocrites are in the world today and we need to respond like Jesus. Number one, we need to remember that hypocrites like these Pharisees are only interested in control, money, and power. I don't care what positions they hold of power and importance. Number two, they're legalists that twist God's word to make it say what they want. So I don't care how many scriptures they may know. Because they don't believe it in their heart, we can't be deceived by them. Open your eyes. And number three, they interrogate true believers, always making demands in a legal sense, trying to trip you up and cause doubt and make you lose your faith. Don't fall for it.
It's important that you recognize these dangerous disciples of demons by their threatening, cynical tone and bad spirit. These Pharisees just don't get it and they never will. Number one, they think Satan, demons, and his wicked children, they think they can stop the kingdom, but they'll never see it coming. They can't stop the kingdom. He's coming. He's coming back again soon and you need to get ready. Number two, when the kingdom fully appears on earth, the host of hell and the wicked will not be around to see it. Amen? So don't worry about them. Number three, the closest Pharisees and evil people will ever get to the kingdom is the revelation of Jesus Christ, whom they refuse to recognize or accept as their king because of unbelief. So no matter how many times people reject your witness about Jesus Christ, keep on being a witness, and then they'll have to answer for that on judgment day because of their unbelief and refusing to accept Jesus as king. But it doesn't mean the kingdom of God wasn't in their midst. The only key is they don't know it, but if you're a real Christian, your eyes been open. You can hear what God is saying and you know what to do. Lift up the name of Jesus and glorify his name and enjoy him forever. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Now the wicked might wanna know when the kingdom will come, for all the wrong reasons, but they just don't get it and they never will. Because of their unbelief and ulterior motives, they'll never see God who's right in front of them. That's what we learned from Jesus in Luke chapter 17, verses 20 through 21. When will it come? Let me remind you again in a closing word, what Dr. Luke told us as an eyewitness testimony about this particular encounter between Jesus and his enemies who wanted to know the secret of when the kingdom was coming, but Jesus wasn't going to give them no information. That's only for true believers. This is what these verses say. And when he was demanded of the Pharisees, when the kingdom of God should come, he answered them and said, the kingdom of God cometh not with observation, neither shall they say, lo, here or lo there, for Behold, the kingdom of God is in your midst. Amen, amen, and amen. Let me pray. Heavenly Father, open someone's eyes so they can see the kingdom in their midst right in front of them. Open their ears so they can hear what you're saying through your word and your servant today. And then, Lord, they'll know what to do. Jesus is coming soon, and they'll get ready. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Amen and amen. God bless you, friends. You can review these video messages and support the ministry at ShilohNorth.com and MichaelANewableMinistries.com. I hope you will support. Check out my YouTube channel and don't forget to like, subscribe, and share. You can hear each new message on your tablet and smartphone as a podcast on iTunes, Spotify, and Stitcher. I upload new content on my channel, Man Up Truth, on Brighteon.com. And don't forget, join me for my next message. Jesus didn't tell these Pharisees when the kingdom was coming, but he told his disciples, you don't want to miss that. Amen. God bless you.